Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include FHFA changes, my interview with Rob Chrisman on the subject, and labor market and inflationary conditions. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing, giving lenders the ability to replace their traditional mortgage stack with a single modern platform. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. How about some random Q&A for Hump Day? Did you know that almost 2,400 of your colleagues are registered for the National MBA Conference next month in San Diego? Did you know a company is working to bring back the woolly mammoth? What could possibly go wrong messing with Mother Nature? (laughs) For takeout sushi fans, have you ever wondered about the purpose behind the fake green plastic grass in your sushi box? At $18 an hour starting wage, how many workers is Amazon trying to hire? Finally, how often do you compliment your coworkers or staff? Probably not often enough. For links to those stories, as well as the latest jobs and business opportunities, lender services and software, and broker and correspondent product news, visit robchrisman.com. Although plenty of investment banks and non-QM investors groaned, trade organizations like the MBA applauded the announcement by Treasury and FHFA that they are suspending limits on purchases of certain loan types lenders' use of the cash window, and multifamily volumes, which were imposed on the GSEs by the PSPA amendments on January 14th of this year. The suspensions will eliminate several market and pricing disruptions caused by these caps that were harming lenders and borrowers alike, and pave the way to restore appropriate regulatory authority to the FHFA. Yep, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, overseer of Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, put out a release suspending portions of the preferred stock purchase agreements amendments specifically referencing the recently implemented GSE limits. No guidance from the agencies as of yet, but the notices sent by FHFA state the suspension is at least one year. The suspended provisions include limits on the enterprise's cash windows, multifamily lending, loans with higher risk characteristics, and second homes and investment properties. Yes, most, if not all lenders, had adjusted to the changes by changing pricing or using other investors. FHFA concluded by stating that they are reviewing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's regulatory capital framework and expect to announce further action in the near future. For more on the subject, I wanted to bring on my dad to talk a little bit more about it. Anytime we have big news, deserves a visit from the big man himself. He's shaking his head no, but the people at home are nodding yes. (laughs) Uh... We had some big news yesterday. Welcome back to the show. How's it going? It's going well. It was some big news uh, from the FHFA, which oversees Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And it is certainly a step in the right direction that the industry was waiting for. A step in the right direction from whose perspective? Because when Mark Calabria was the director, he enacted a lot of changes that he, at least in his mind, thought would benefit taxpayers thought would benefit the American public in general. Who do these moves really benefit? 
I would say that they benefit the industry and benefit the borrowers to some extent because it allows capital market staff to have more execution opportunities and less restraints. And that helps rate sheet pricing and in turn helps borrowers. So why do you think it was that FHFA actually decided to overturn limits on lenders' deliveries to the enterprise's cash windows? It wasn't so much overturn. It was, let's put this on hold for a while and evaluate the ramifications. And I think that's what the industry would prefer and everybody would prefer because it's good that if a negative change is enacted, that the industry have some time to deal with it. In this case, in January, when the news came out, and in subsequent months, it was a very fast change. And the restraint that was felt by capital markets staffs and lenders had a negative impact on pricing and had a negative impact on the product that they were originating. Any capital markets people that are out there who are worth their salt can find alternative execution opportunities for various products. And in this case, they turn to non-QM lenders, or I should say non-QM investors around the nation, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it does impact pricing. Non-QM pricing is not the same as QM pricing. And so you had a situation where borrowers were negatively impacted. And when you cap the amount that anybody can sell to any one investor, it tends to impact pricing. So the fact that the FHFA came out with an announcement delaying or giving the industry and giving the FHFA time to evaluate the changes that were made quickly earlier this year, I think is welcomed by everybody who's involved in lending. A lot of the suspended provisions were around loans with higher risk characteristics. Do you think the market can be left to its own devices when it comes to properly pricing these loans, or there needs to be some sort of government oversight or uh, considering they're the largest buyer in the marketplace, you know, some, some rules and regulations around it? Where, where do you come down on that? That's a very good question. Free market economy versus a, an economy that is set by various regulatory bodies or the U.S. government. I'm a huge believer in the free market economy, and therefore the market will set the rates for different products. And in this case, the same thing should happen. So non-QM loans are priced differently than qualified mortgages, which are priced differently than jumbo mortgages, which are priced differently, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's good that the market sets these rates and sets these prices because, because we are in a free market economy. When it comes to FHFA and moves that Fannie and Freddie may make going forward, where do we go from here? What, what can lenders be expecting or looking forward to, or should they be holding a breath or is it's back to let's originate as many second homes as we can? I don't think there's going to be a land rush for second home or non-owner occupied lending. I think lenders are very cognizant that change generally with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac takes a while to enact. 
So I think for the most part, lenders will continue to go about their business. In fact, one could argue that loan officers saw very little impact uh, on the restriction of selling second homes or non-owner occupiers because capital markets people found other outlets for them. Now that they can go back to the agencies, that's fine. But all in all, I'd say the originators that are out there, the good ones who are doing a lot of volume, are just going to continue doing what they do and finding outlets for their product. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time today. And for those listening at home, obviously the way to differentiate between the two of us, aside from the amount of hair on our head is you say the FHFA and I say FHFA. What's grammatically correct? Good question. Stay tuned. Yeah. Those that were fearing the inflationary worst yesterday were likely relieved to see the U.S. Consumer Price Index, CPI, increase by only 0.3% in August, less than projected by economists. While prices are still up 5.3% on a year-over-year basis, this monthly increase was the lowest since January. The reading should also provide the Fed some wiggle room to wait a little longer before making any formal tapering announcement. Treasuries rallied and the MBS basis closed tighter by the day's end. Mortgage applications increased 0.3% from one week earlier, including an adjustment for the Labor Day holiday, according to data from MBA's weekly mortgage application survey for the week ending September 10th. It may be a similar story next week, as rates are bound to drop with the lower-than-expected inflation figures. We've also received Empire Manufacturing for September, up 16 points to 34.3, whatever that means, as well as August import-export prices, down 0.3 and up 0.4% respectively. Later this morning brings August industrial production and capacity utilization and the first MBS purchase operations on the new schedule. We begin the day with agency MBS prices a few ticks higher and the 10-year yielding 1.27 after closing yesterday at 1.28%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's some meal tips. I ate a salad for dinner, mostly croutons and tomatoes. Really just one big round crouton covered with tomato sauce and cheese. Fine. It was a pizza. Okay. I ate a pizza. You happy now? Here's my tips on how to prepare tofu. First, throw it in the trash. (laughs) Second, grill some meat, chicken, or fish. Finally, I don't mean to brag, but I finished my 14 day diet food supply in three hours and 20 minutes. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.